Hey, it's Jeff here. After working as an automotive tech for almost 25 years, I can honestly say that finding employment with the right shop has been the difference maker between loving what I do every day or hating my career choice. Let me tell you, I've been there, but I've also had jobs where work didn't really feel like work. I love the challenge of fixing cars. So loving what I do, that's the easy part. Finding a good place to do it in, now that's been the struggle. And that's where my friends at ProMotive knock it out of the park. They're a recruitment company specializing in jobs for our automotive industry. A-techs, B-techs, master techs, service advisors, managers, you name it. They are constantly looking for applicants in automotive to link them with available job postings at only the best vested shops around the country. ProMotive has a team of professional recruiters that can help you with your resume, prep you for the interview process, and negotiate the best pay and benefits package for you. And best of all, it's free to anyone looking to gain employment. Check them out at gopromotive.com slash Jeff. gopromotive.com slash Jeff. Just think, you could be just five minutes away from finding your dream job. I mean, he tried to get me to quit many times. And there was many days that he would have me so mad I'd be in tears screaming because it's just, it's working with family. You know, he's he's harder on me than it is on anybody else. He'll admit that. He'll tell just about anybody that. Literally, my childhood, I had no friends growing up. I mean, I did at school, but outside of school, I had nobody. During the summer, I hung out with nobody. I did nothing but stay at that shop. gentlemen and welcome back to another exciting thought-provoking episode of the Jada Mechanic Podcast. My name is Jeff and I'd like to thank you for joining me on this journey of reflection and insight into the toils and triumphs of a career in automotive repair. After more than 20 years of skin knuckles and tool debt, I want to share my perspectives and hear other people's thoughts about our industry. So pour yourself a strong coffee or grab a cold Canadian beer and get ready for some great conversation. Well, I uh, saw that. that. Somebody had a bunch of Krispy Kremes Do going around. Do you want around. some? I know where they are. I know a guy. Give me a get some. Well, before I go home then, if you can sneak some Krispy Kremes I hope to them me, boys down there don't eat them all. Then, 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 I mean, I don't need any more. So, <laughs> but if, yeah, if I could get a couple. Because what's need got to do with anything? We, we, don't, we don't get them donuts in Canada. Oh, man. Krispy Kremes? We don't get them in Canada. Oh, Hell, y'all be trying so. to pour gravy on them or some <laughs> shit if you had them up there. So your your glass, when you set it down. Don't do to, that. Yeah, try to set it down quieter. Just hold on to it. Because it, amazingly enough, it, it picks it up right through the table. Clink. So anyway, we are here at AST 2023. Um, you're listening to another episode of the Jaded Mechanic Podcast. And I am here with the family, the Burris family. <laughs> From Frog Pond Performance in North Carolina, um, a really good friend of mine, Benji Burris, and then his beautiful wife, Chrissy, and their son, Cody, and Miss Callie, and uh, we're all here. We're just, uh, we're here to talk about, um, well, I, what I wanted to know is, because when, when I first met Benji last year at AST, and then I got to know him, I'm like, you got that much kin working with you <laughs> in, in, in one business? And that that's a... You know, we, we it's not all uncommon in our industry, but uh, I thought there's no better family to get that kind of story and that dynamic um, than with this family. So everybody kind of go around the table and introduce yourself. So 
me first. Yeah, Go ahead. You're the patriarch. So. Okay. So my name's Benji Burris. We've been in business since 2012 is mm-hmm. when I officially. Officially, yes. Was it 2012 or 2009? Wow. I don't know. See, and uh, everybody always. You know got, what? I think it is nine, actually. Because before say, that, you worked wherever you th- could work to pay the bills, yeah. including chicken well, houses and whatnot. But I think officially. You did, like, set up paperwork in 09. Yeah, yeah, 2009, so. You'd worked literally, though, since you were 12 doing it, well, just yeah. maybe not for yourself. So I, I started at a little place. Uh, we actually met, me and Christy met, mm-hmm. in a two-bay gas station, and the name of the place was Frog Pond Service. Mm-hmm. I worked for a man. I started for him my uh, freshman year of high school. I wanted to buy a horse. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents said, you want a horse? Get a job. So right. I got a job, and the bought a horse and then the horse turned into a truck and then the next thing i know i met this chick over here and mm-hmm. lucky, yeah, lucky day. well two weeks later we got married <laughs> and here we almost. are 24 it wasn't, years. it wasn't two weeks uh, <laughs> it wasn't i'll long. be honest with you it was just a couple months and we were like hey what are you wow. doing saturday you want to get hitched and then my mother was like oh she flipped <laughs> uh i can't plan a wedding that quick and you got to give it a little bit. So she made us wait a couple months or a few months. But, like, we, I'll tell you like this. We first met right around, like, New Year's. And he didn't want to go hang out with me for New Year's. And he thought I was going to change my plans, and I didn't. And so I think he changed his mind, like, a week later and talked to me. And then for my birthday, which was February, we had already been, like, dating some. Mm -hmm. And we were, like, already talking about getting married. Yeah. So wow. that's really literally that, like two months. So then we then we got married September September fifteenth. Nope. <clears throat> nope. September twenty fifth. There you go. Yeah. September twenty fifth, nineteen ninety nine. Well, I get September fifteenth and twenty fifth mixed right. up. Yeah. Because Cody was actually born the next September. He was born yes, September fifteenth, two thousand. Yeah. So greatest been, day of their life. You'd been working <laughs> at a guy station, mm-hmm. a little two base service yeah. station. Yep. And and you told me. Because I remember the story you, when we first met last year, you told me at one point you threw like a radiator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, again, I, I worked for the man all through high school. Um, Abe was a, he was a lot more of a father than mm-hmm. he was a, a boss, boss man to yeah. me. There was, there was a lot of times he should have fired my ass and sent me up the road. A lot of times um, I had that little terrible attitude mm-hmm. uh you know and and got to the point i knew everything you yep. couldn't tell me nothing typical typical teenager you yep. know typical teenager typical typical young 20 yep. some year old know-it-all punk mm-hmm. so uh yeah yeah but uh I, I i distinctively remember um was putting a a fan and a honda accord mm-hmm. and i actually i screwed up i put the wrong bolt in and i run a bolt through the radiator bolting that fan back up and he didn't want to change the radiator it was my fault it was absolutely yeah. my fault it happens but, yep it happens i was again i was 20 what, 21 years old yeah, something like probably. that and uh he didn't want to he didn't want to replace the radiator and he wanted me to jb weld the hole in the radiator no joke he yeah. wanted me to jb weld the hole in the radiators and i did i pulled the radiator back out and i dried everything off and i put jb weld on it and i'll never forget this so i let it set up overnight the next morning i come in and i'm putting everything back together you know my jb weld it's all held up real good we're good to go man we go put antifreeze in this thing and it's leaking and i'm like this piece of shit's leaking 
well, if you wouldn't have ran a boat in it, then we wouldn't have this problem. I said, if you just get another damn radiator, we wouldn't have this problem. And I threw the radiator across the shop. <laughs> and I, I lost my I lost my shit. I yeah. did. I lost my shit. And I threw the radiator across the shop. And I'm like, screw this. I'm done. And <laughs> and, and I, I walked out. And I will never forget that night. I quit. And I'd never quit a job. Right. Never. You're not the type. You're no, not the quitting type. No, dude, we're we're not going to quit. But yeah. I did. I was so mad, and I quit in the heat of the moment. And I mean, at the time, you got to understand. You know, I was working during the day for this man, but then I would go to this guy's house, and I'd work, and I'd go to this guy's yard, and I'd work, and I'd be working at my house and wherever we could. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, and we were still eating tuna because yeah, it was cheap. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we were broke as convicts. We so full. you had been married at this point. When this yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We we hadn't been married long, but we no. we had been married, and uh, yeah, I remember coming home and and telling her, "I quit my job." You know, I I, I quit my <laughs> job. And she, what are we gonna do? Because at the time, what you were still working at Pizza Hut, I think. Yes. So yeah. I had a really good job, like in healthcare. Right. And um, when we got married, it was really like too far to drive. Mm-hmm. So I went to change jobs, and sure enough, found out that same week that I was pregnant with Cody. And so my job fell through. And so I literally went to work at Pizza Hut as a waitress to do whatever I could do to pay the bills right. because nobody will hire you at that point in life when you're pregnant. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So wow. there's that. So, you so what I'm, we were really eating tuna. Like, yeah. you know how. Back, back in the day, you could buy five cans of tuna for a dollar, you know. Yeah. So. We, we literally we, had it every way you could have it. We were like Bubba Gump shrimp tuna style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tuna casserole, tuna sandwich, yeah. tuna on a cracker—you name it. It was it was it was, it was pretty sad. So. Yeah. And so, how did you feel when he came home? You know, I mean, because I, I, I like for better or for worse, right? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, he was a little bit of a hothead at that point. Uh-uh. I mean, just a little no bit. Way. Uh-uh. But no. I, it's lies. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> but. I really wasn't mad at him because I knew he was frustrated. Yeah. And, like, there wasn't a lot of growth there because we were in such a rural area. Mm -hmm. You really couldn't make that much money. And he really didn't get that many hours consistently every week. So we were kind of up in the air with, like, what are you going to make? How many hours are you going to get? But they had kind of, you know, had blows before because they were almost like father and son. So was he paying you, sorry to interrupt, was he paying you hourly or were you on some kind of flat rate? I was hourly and I hourly and i will tell you right now i was making 17 dollars an hour when i quit and i had worked for him for 17 years yes. wow 17 like years a- but when yes. you say not many hours he didn't have a big workflow coming in that he well, could always be there or yeah i mean see i was i was the one that i would go in at two or three o'clock in the morning and i'd open up and i'd get the work done Especially during deer season, that was my thing. Yeah. You know, I yeah. wanted to take off where you, you know, you're taking off going fishing. I'm taking off going deer hunting. Yeah. So I, I got to come and go as I wanted, and I mean, I had it made. Yeah. But he, uh, I, I would, uh, I would work limited hours during the the winter time during season. But you know, it's just it's what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I supplemented that by going to this guy's shop and working and going to this guy. In this chicken house? I, yep. I used to, used to work in a chicken house quite a bit. It's kind of funny. We And honestly, that that's how the name got started, Frog Pond Performance, because at that time, 
dude, I love Mustangs. I love Superchargers. Yeah. We, yeah. you know, we used to used to really play a lot. You did some stuff with some race cars too, yeah. right? Like yeah. circle mm-hmm. track, and, yep. and yep. I mean, yep. that's the culture down here, yep. kind of, right? Drag, drag racing, yeah. drag racing was my thing. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. That's, I loved it back in the yeah. day. I don't. I never really was a big NASCAR circle track kind of guy, but you know, two cars lining up, taking off. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what he when likes. I was a kid. That's what I thought. Yep. Everything started and ended there. Yep. Yep. You know, after the quarter mile, I didn't care what happened to the car. There you go. I just wanted to. That was what it mattered. You know. So I still got a. I still got a '66 Mustang that I got. I bought in high school. Yeah. Um, I still to this day I have that car, but it was nothing for me and her to take it out. We would go to all the local drag strips. Mm-hmm. We would. Uh, we would put a set of slicks in the trunk and a jack. We would drive it to the drag strip, jack it up, change the back tires, race it. I mean, beat the hell out of this yeah. car and yeah. then drive it back home that night. And while he would work, I would literally, like, there were old school bus seats up there when he was working on stuff, and I would sleep in the school bus seats mm-hmm. just so I could Those hang seats out. are still there to they this are. day. And I mean, like, <laughs> to I, this day. Stop I by want last you to know I've put there. a lot of miles on those seats sleeping. And that's yeah. at the track. No, no that, this, this is a Dave shop. This oh, is right at the old it is the exact station. same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. still as there. When he left. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, and, and another funny thing. So Abe actually started. Well, he bought the shop out from Christie's grandpa right. right after he come out of Vietnam. He served in Vietnam. He came home yeah. and he opened the shop. Well, not opened the shop, but bought the shop and started working there. Mm-hmm. Well, he rented that shop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's been in that shop longer than I've been alive. I'm 46 years old now. Mm-hmm. He's been there longer than I've been alive, and he's rented that shop every month ever since. So you think about that. Now, this place is literally falling in. You imagine all your old gas stations mm-hmm. got the big pane glass windows, you yeah. know, on the corner of the office. Well, hell, the glass got busted out back when I was working there, and he'd go in and screw a piece of plywood up over the window. I mean, just a little dumpy-looking place. Just It's an old building. Yep. I mean, like you yeah. said, my, yeah. my grandpa and my great-uncle ran it for years before. So when you quit, where did you go? You still kind of moving around? or? <laughs> <To the driveway>. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I went home, and I distinctively remember staying up for a few nights he didn't sleep. Puking my guts out because yeah. I was worried to death. Because I was pregnant. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Here I am. We're freshly married. We got a kid on the way. You know, what What are we going to do? Yeah. He was sick. Yeah. And he would literally go work in the driveway. So we had a gravel driveway and we had a carport over mm-hmm. it, right? And he would be out there and he would have these cars up on jack stands. And like, we didn't even have life insurance. So mm-hmm. I remember I talked to him one day and I was like, okay, you have got to build a shop or something because you're going to get killed out here. And I cannot do this on my own. (laughs) Like you have to, you have to commit and just do it. He was sick, like nerves. It was terrible. Could you have gone back and got your job back? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you you were fed up. I had had too much pride. They went, well, they went at it forever, but I genuinely think he was at a point where he wanted more. I did. Mm-hmm. Couldn't grow. He was other. just scared yep. to death to yep. do it. At, at that point in my career, I was I was as far as I would ever get working for him. And and again, he's a great man. I love this man to I this understand. day. Yeah. Also to this day, he's still there. Yeah. He's still there. He's still working. But he again, he's more like a father than a than mm-hmm. a boss. Benji yeah. wants him to come down there and work with him, but he ain't never gonna leave because <laughs> he's gonna have to clean all that stuff out. He's not gonna do that. Because your parents, Cody. This is the first time I met you, but your your parents bragged about how you were in diapers in, in a stroller in the shop. 
mm-hmm. as 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 your dad worked on stuff. Then he says the longest the the earliest memories probably for you then are being in the shop, right? You grew up around so it. My entire life I've been in the shop. So yeah. I distinctly remember him buying a toolbox. It was a new Snap-on toolbox, and the top drawer went side to side. Yeah, mm-hmm. the top drawer had no tools in it. It had pillows, and it had a comforter in it. And when me and Caleb would get off the bus, if we wanted to sleep or we wanted to play, we would get in the top drawer of the toolbox, and he would work (laughs) around us getting tools out of the toolbox. Mm -hmm. We would either sleep or we'd hang out up there. We'd play on the top of it. We would run around the shop. I drank gas out of a Pepsi bottle one time. He was telling me that. (laughs) Yeah. He was literally like stealing a, I mean, barely out of a walker at that point in time. No, no, he was not because he was actually still in one of the little walker things around, you know, it's got the wheels and all on it. I mean, he he could come out of it, but he was still in it then. Your mom said the doctor said, don't have him fart around anything. (laughs) Don't let him match. Don't let him match. Don't let anybody smoke around him because he was a burping and pooting. It was like, awful. Yeah. awful. <laughs> but thank God you, you pulled through. I mean, that can pretty risky thing. Yeah. But you got you made it through. Yeah, I'm I'm really concerned. That may be what's what messed him up. I it mean, may he's be. definitely it may just up. Be, I'm your son. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. at that point in time, like Pizza Hut wasn't cutting it. So I had went back to school. Uh-huh. Um, we were able to get some funding for me to go back to school. So I was in school day night whenever I had to be to be a teacher. And so they would stay either, Mm -hmm. you know, with my mom and dad, some, they worked also, but as much as they could. And then they were literally in that shop and he didn't just work, you know, like a traditional eight to five, nine to five. He literally worked sun up to sundown. And maybe then he would send the kids in the house and he would go back. I mean, they were there all the time. So he had a drain in the floor that I distinctly remember. (laughs) that he had cut the end of a gear oil bottle off, and it would fit perfectly down in the string. Mm-hmm. And he had drilled a hole in it, a smaller hole, but he could get get it back out if yep. he played with it a little bit. So he would drive this down in, and me and Caleb had a ball that we would take turns back and forth, basically playing putt-putt with our feet yep. for <laughs> a ball that had come across the road from the ball field that's across the road. They had hit one over. We didn't take it back. We kept it. Yeah. <laughs> so homemade that, ball field. Yeah. Homemade, homemade ball. ball. Yeah. Wrapped in tape. Yep. But that, I mean, we would keep ourselves entertained for hours with that. Yeah. And that's just where you grew up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So how, when did you get into the decision? So you got this, this, um, this smaller family shop right it's a 30 by 32 steel master building is what we that's what we put up whenever she finally said look you've got to do something we we were able to buy that we could not even close the front end Mm -mm. we had plastic hanging on the front Mm -hmm. we had just enough concrete around the base that we set the building on the the foundation but then the inside of it was still gravel right i had enough concrete the the first engine job I ever did, I had enough concrete in the front corner, or no, the back corner of it was like a 10 by 10 pad of concrete up there that I was able, I remember the first truck I ever changed the engine out on, I was able to get the front wheels up on that concrete pad, yeah. and then the back I had sitting on big wooden blocks, and I had just enough room to be able to get the engine hoist right. to, to just barely yeah. get the motor out, yep. change everything over, and put it back in. Tell him about the patchwork concrete job, which yeah. still got to this day. But, you know. 
so this, this will really tell you like so how bad it the, was. <laughs> the uh, the guy that delivered the concrete to us for the foundation around. I mean, he obviously he knew we were really young. You know, we were struggling. He's like, "Hey, man, I've always you know I come through here all the time, going back to the plant, and I might have a, a extra yard or two yards or whatever." Mm-hmm. He said, "You know, I'll be glad to to drop by, wink, wink, if uh, if I got any extra." So it would be nothing for me to be out there in the shop working, and here come the concrete truck just come rolling up in there. Well, I had like some tuba tuba sixes that I le- left right there yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, depending on how much concrete he had, I might pour an additional ten foot. It may be yep. two or three foot wide. But I, I went down and we did a thirty by thirty two, and we've got just sections of concrete <laughs> as we're doing it. And dude, I'm. Man, I'm shitting in high cotton. I'm getting concrete. Yeah, yeah. You know, it beats gravel. It's like Dolly Parton's uh, song, right? Cold of many colors. There yeah, you that's kind of like your there floor, you right? We yep. have a concrete yep. patch of many yep. colors. That's awesome. So, well, then after, you know, after finally got mad and threw the radiator and quit, and we, we started working there just, to, you know, full time then, I guess you could say. And I'm like, this ain't going to work. You know, we, we got to do something else. I got a 30 by 32. I got no no room. I don't have a lift. I'm working on the ground. So we bought 20 more foot of this building. And, you know, it's it's the just the Kwanzaa-style hut steel building. So we're able to add on 20 more foot. I got a buddy that's working at a Ford dealership. Well, they took an old 9,000-pound rotary lift out. Right. I go down there, and I think I give a couple hundred bucks. I buy this lift, throw it on the back of the trailer, bring it home put the lift up myself man we've got 20 more foot added onto the shop we got a new lift set up back here we even we splurged we were finally able to have a concrete truck come in and i had these guys come up and they put a skim coating right over the top of all this concrete patch and then they poured that last 20 foot that right. we added on so yeah. Man, by that time we are rocking and You're rolling. Smooth again. We got it made. Mm-hmm. Right. We got an old wood heater from somebody. Yep. Got us a got a big chicken fan up yep. in the in the mm-hmm. end. That was exhaust fan. Chicken, chicken so then house it was fan. heated. <clears throat> yep. And then yep. we had a big, you know, skillet, cast yep. iron pot, whatever. We so, would cook beans and let them cook so all day. So we had on. It was a two step heater. Uh huh. A wood stove. A wood yep. stove. And the lower section had a thin brake rotor on it. And the top section had a thick truck brake rotor on it. Right. And he had a pot that stayed up there all the time. So it was constantly cooking chili beans or constantly cooking this or constantly mm-hmm. heating up peanuts. Yeah. You know, we'd get a bag of peanuts and me and Caleb would sit there for hours at the time and roast our own peanuts on top of the, the thing. That was what entertained us. <laughs> right. But I remember it would be, you know, during the heart of the winter, it'd be freezing in there because you oh, weren't yeah. going to heat that whole building with yeah. with that with absolutely no insulation whatsoever yep. so we would all huddle yeah. yeah we would all huddle right there around the <laughs> heater and in the summertime i remember there's a thermostat and it's still hanging down there to this day or a thermometer not a thermostat that hangs up in the top of that building and i've seen that thing at 135 mm-hmm. of many days and it don't matter how many fans you have on yeah. you it, hair dryers it, it, it is that's not yeah. that's not cooling you off yeah. nope right that's no. just moving the air that ain't that ain't making no cool so by that time by that point you know businesses i mean we, we've got a good name out again i keep in mind you know mm-hmm. we're on a little two-lane country road we're yeah. out in the middle of nowhere but i've grown up there my yeah. whole life everyone that came to that service station they knew me they yeah. knew i was the one that was doing the work right so you know 
there is no other way that I could have went out and built the shop that we've got now had it not been for being raised in that community, building that rapport with those with those clients at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when I left, man, there were a lot of people that, that came with me. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, we've been very blessed. Yeah. We have absolutely been very blessed. I, I, yeah. I feel that, like, as soon as I met you guys, um, I felt that that you guys get it about community. Oh, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that when, when people are raised up rural like that, right, it's kind of just, it's in your blood. You don't know. Because nobody's a stranger. Mm-mm. You know yeah, everyone, uh, right? And there's some people you might not like as much as others. Right. But they're still. When there's so many people in that community um, that I've known my entire life too. So I, I technically wasn't raised in that community, but my daddy was. Yeah. So my grandparents lived there and went to church there. And so I knew them all also. Yeah. And we you know, went to the service station to get our cars service which is how we met apparently just because this is sweet (laughs) apparently i told my grandpa when i was about 12 years old that i was gonna marry that little boy that worked at the service station one day i don't remember saying it but he said i did so i did and And he's probably not the type of man to lie nope no he was not and he he loved benji yeah um but uh but yeah so anyway when i told him that we were dating and getting married he was like yep you said you were years ago and i was like what there you go. So you and your brother are work are hanging around the shop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you both go to school. Correct. Right? And then did you ever think, because I know your brother, I don't know your brother, know your brother, and I, I barely know you, but he took a different path, right? He's he. Your dad and I were kind of talking about Correct. that, right? He, he, he'll wrench on a car. But he will. He's very, uh, he gets very frustrated very fast. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. um, he... He never wanted to be at the shop like I did. He always wanted to be more outside, uh-huh. whereas I didn't care about being outside as long as yeah. I was at that shop. Now, you weren't getting me to do my schoolwork. I would hide. I would throw it away. Yeah. I would do whatever I could do to get out of doing that as long as I could be at that shop. Right. My entire childhood, I never – I didn't go to parties. I didn't hang out with people after the fact. I didn't mm-hmm. have a phone. I didn't have stuff like that. Yeah. I I played at the shop. That was my that was my thing. As long as I was right beside dad, yeah. I mean, there was times that I remember getting in trouble because I would fuss, fight, kick, scream because I was made to leave that shop. Right. Yeah. So, how old were you when you started actually like becoming, uh, I mean, not just hanging around, but actually being given like jobs to do? Oh. So, <laughs> there's no tellings, but I do remember in particular it was a '95 model Mustang. Yep. Had a 5.0 in it, GT yep. car. Didn't have room for it to go in the shop, so on, in front of the shop, there was an oak tree uh-huh. right at the corner of it. Car needed a motor. So dad basically parked the car in front of the shop, put me to it to tell you it's a 95 Mustang GT, and I was as tall as the radiator support. He Got the radiator out. Young. I stood in between the engine and the radiator and took that car apart. He might have been, what, 10, 11? Yep. He yeah. was he was Maybe. right in there and, and Maybe. one of the one Maybe. of the funniest things was our snap on man, which is still our snap on man to this day. I remember Rick pulling up. Rick comes rolling up in the snap on truck coming around and I see him, you know, as he's coming in, because I peek out the front, you know, I hear the truck coming in, I peek out the front, and I can see him smiling and laughing as he comes in. He jumps out of the truck, he says, Boy, you know they got labor laws against that shit, right? <laughs> 
I said, man, that don't apply to family. That's right. I was just <laughs> yeah. going to say, fam- listen, family's got to earn it, right? So, That's right. Yeah. What a fantastic. So, and it, so it's never been, you know, you've never probably had another employer, right? Another, never real, another uh, yeah. job. Yeah, well, technically yeah, you did for a little technically bit. Technically you yeah. did. Oh, left, so left for a little bit to yeah. basically he, he go ahead, tell him. Yeah, tell okay. Him so he, as you, as you, I'm thinking as you aged up, and you two are very much alive. Oh yeah, right? oh yeah, he's yeah. An oh, and many, yeah, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so you're 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 working along in the shop, going through high school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So working. went all the way through high school. That was the only thing I ever done. Um. I guess it was right after high school. He fired me mm-hmm. because Why? we fought all the time. Why? Why? That's a good question. Because Why did I'm, I I'm fire thinking you? maybe you were hard to take directions. Well, I'm always that. Always yeah, to this I mean, day, still that. Yeah, that's not why that's, I fired him. Yeah, tell him. I went home. What, what happened, Cody? Oh, I went late. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slept over one day. He come home, woke me up, fired me. For not coming into work? Yeah. Yep. I went home, woke his ass up, and fired so, him. So right at, that, <laughs> at that, he told me to go get a job, experience mm-hmm. the real world, right? Yeah. Right. So I go get a job. Well, at this job, I'd go in at 8.30 oh, and come out at 4.30, and I'd get off. I'd get to leave where I'd take the service truck. I'd ride up to the shop. I'd go up there. I'd steal his food. I had a grand old time. I mean, completely harassed this man. The whole point of him firing me was for me to go get a job to learn that I had to be like. eight to five. Right. Well, this job was not at all that. So, was it? A, were you a were you a mechanic at another shop? No. So yes and no. So I went to work for a family-owned woodmiser. Sawmill um, company. Sawmill. Yeah, because so, he was really good. So at I, I I enjoy. I have a lot of other hobbies. Uh huh. Um, and the sawmill has been one of them. I got that through high school. Um, but I went up there, so I helped train new people on running sawmills. Um, yes, I did the maintenance on the sawmills. I worked on those. I did service calls. I may be up in Virginia. I may be around here. I may be there. Um, but they give you a part. service truck. Mm-hmm. And you come back and show give that. Give me a service truck because I was able to work on the service truck when nobody else wanted to. It was an 06 F-250. With six O diesel, that's my favorite thing. So, I mean, I was I was right at home, but it just killed him. I went I went to the shop. All my tools were still there. I went up. I took the service truck and I said, "Hey, I'm going to get my toolbox and take it over here." I'm just having a grand old time. And keep in mind, Woodmiser, this place there was a lot of volume through there as far as meals, but there wasn't a whole lot of service work. There wasn't a whole lot of maintenance to be done. So there may be days I'm. Driving a forklift in circles. Right. He, he um, wasn't doing nothing. But, yeah. It, he would still he, he come to the shop just to let his dad know that. That's what I was going to say. You probably oh, showed him. I, I at the shop. harassed him he every chance I had. Dad, look at the service truck I'm driving. Oh, Check yeah. It. Every chance I had. So, anywho, uh, I finally, I come up to the shop one day, and I'm riding around at this point. I, we didn't have much to do, so I went out to ride around to pick up some diesel fuel for the new mills. And He was bored out of his mind. Yep, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, and I stopped in and dad looked at me and he said, go back and quit and come back. I need you back here. Right. Which I just thought that was the absolute greatest thing ever because my point was more proven and he was just. Yeah. So here's the. (laughs) But you, but you learned the, the, how serious it was for your father that, (sighs) that you act, you know, I don't Uh, know. I don't know. He probably still did. But in truth, 
he had shown quite a bit of interest in, you know, working with, with the sawmill. Right. Okay. Yeah, I did. I, and I love we that. wondered at that point in life if he felt obligated to follow in the same path. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really want to say, like, in a sense, Benji was maybe kind of looking for an he opportunity to, to let him go to make him go out and see right. if this is what he really wants. So he tried for ever to get me to quit or you know constantly harass me is this really what you want to do do you want to go do this do you want to go do that i mean he tried to get me to quit many times Mm -hmm. and there was many days that he would have me so mad i'd be in tears screaming because it's just it's working with family you know he's he's harder on me than he is on anybody else Mm -hmm. he'll admit that he'll tell just about anybody that because he he loves you and he expects expects more he sees more more potential in you than anyone else in life so literally my childhood i had no friends growing up i mean i did at school but outside of school i had nobody during the summer i hung out with nobody i did nothing but stay at that shop mom would buy park passes for carowinds with us growing up and i would get mad because she would make me leave the shop to go to carowinds for the day mm-hmm. i mean it was things like to, to the point she finally quit buying the passes because she couldn't get me to go but two or three times a year because yeah. i'd be so mad i had to leave the shop He's, ever since he was little though he was like a little old man yeah. he always just wanted to be with the adults he wanted to fix something he wanted to talk about stuff he's you know he's just old beyond he's a his 75 year old 23 year old we, we call that an old soul i yeah. was really just yeah. trying to make him yeah. step out of the box and get out of the shop some but you couldn't you could so i enjoy doing i mean i enjoy doing a lot of other things there's there's other hobbies that point like my grandpa he's since passed away but you know he taught me a lot growing up we would restore tractors together he would mm-hmm. do carpentry with me you know there was there was so many different things that I've been taught that I know how to do. Yeah. But do I want to do them day in and day out? No, I don't. Um, I never once took an auto mechanics class in high school. You know, our high school was the only one that had one. I didn't want to take it. Mm-hmm. I took cabinet making through advanced studies honors. If that tells you anything, I took foods. I mean, I'm I'm serve safe certified. <laughs> There was so many other things that I did because, you know, I wanted to try something different, but I always reverted back to the same old thing. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to – did you at this point work in the business as well? No. I mean, technically, I don't officially work there now. But I she comes up teacher. to do numbers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, she's I not there every day I, by I no means. I went to school all the way through a master's for education, so I'm a teacher. Yeah. So um, if – do you think maybe if mom had been there – it would have been, I don't want to say easier for you because I'm not trying to imply that it was like crazy hard because I wasn't there, right? But do you think that that would have, how would it have been if, if you'd have seen him always, Benji, holding him to such a high standard? Would you have kind of like go easy on him? I don't know that I would necessarily say it would have been easier for him because I've been Mom's pretty hard too. on him too. She's I can that, I sense that, right? Um, <laughs> high expectation. <laughs> But that's the teacher say, in her too, yeah, right? It is. Yeah. It is. Like I always very told consistent. her if I had her as a teacher, I would drop out of school or I would move schools. My yeah. brother had her and I refused to I was his favorite teacher her. too. I'm just going to throw that in there. I was his brother's favorite teacher and it was science. And guess what? He went to school for science stuff. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. I, and you didn't I, doctor the marks. No. No, no. no. Oh, no. oh, gosh, no. I was following oh, no. him. Yeah. He called me mama one day by accident. And I said, that's Miss Burris, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, no. I, I really feel like we're both pretty uh 
disciplined parents, yeah. pretty consistent, pretty that. firm. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I will say there have been a few times over the years from the time that he was younger and up that I can definitely see that he's held Cody to a higher expectation maybe mm-hmm. than he has the others to the point I would have to reel him back in by having a conversation of, do you really think you were fair to him on yeah. him? Like, do you take a step back and look at yeah. the outside in? And you know, he would, he would do that. And you know, I don't take sides a lot, but I tell them what I think, mm-hmm. especially when I'm in there day in and day out. And and she's always right. I am right. I've never been wrong in my life. Not yet. Not, mm-hmm. not ever. Mm-hmm. But ben- Benji's kind of like <laughs> there might have been. Benji's looking at me like there might have been one or two times no, she was wrong. No, <laughs> probably not. But, but not less than five. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I don't, I don't take sides. But I really think that I am a mediator some days. Yeah. Oh, she's absolutely been the referee because uh, me, yeah. me and Cody have literally we rolled. Fist across we, the yeah, we have rolled around in the floor. Yeah, beat the and and listen. Again, I'm I'm getting a little bit older now, and mm-hmm. Cody's Cody's got a few pounds on me. And the last time me and him tuffled on the floor, he hurt. I gra- I did. I hurt, but I grabbed a ball peen hammer and started hitting him in his feet <laughs> with a ball peen hammer. Feet, and my laughing. knees trying to get laughing. me off of yeah. him. Mm-hmm. He keeps telling me any Listen. day I feel froggy, just yeah, jump. jump any boy. day. But jump. here's my problem: I don't want to have to push his old ass around in a wheelchair at the shop. <laughs> so I, I will say I will say one time, Christy got livid mad at me oh, God, Cody yeah. pull your sleeve up so oh, I, I was fired I had up. a, I had a, a yeah. cutoff wheel and me and him got into it a little bit and I just took a cutoff wheel and I, what was it you had one of he my was joking on. with me yeah and I had one of his work shirts on because it was one of those that I didn't have uniforms but I was doing something really dirty and mom always complained because I always ruined clothes yep. in the shop so yep. I took his shirt and he's joking at me and, you know, he's just, he's got the the wheel in his hand, and he goes to hit me one time. I didn't think much about it. Well, he cut through the shirt, and it burnt down into my arm. Ooh. I was mad. Cause I don't he, know if he, you ever had one of those, but it stings. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. I'd rather I've have my that. butt beat. Yeah, it that. stings. Yeah. Boy, she got, oh, she I was mad up. at me. And ever since then, I have begged him. I said, son, let's just do it the other way. Let's make you a nice, pretty, you know, scar Cross. cross. Yeah, he wants yeah. to make a cross. I mean, it's straight so across. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. Here's the idea I got. Why don't they get matching ones? That's what I'm thinking. They, See, they already it, have matching scars in the would, back of their it head. It would mess up my Ford tattoo I've got right there. I'd have to do it on the left arm. I'd do it. Would you mind if it was on the other side for Dad? I don't care, but we, we already have one thing that's matching. <laughs> if you look at the back of our head, we have an identical scar in the identical spot we do. from 20 years difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My head went through the back glass of a pickup rolling it over. His head was cut on the corner of the bar, and I was I, sliding in my socks and you busted. Could, you could not a, a doctor could not take it and make them no more perfect. I'm talking twins. It's it's creepy, isn't it's it? It's Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are working together. You're now kind of um. Are you? Can we say you're the manager of the shop at Frog Pond? That's his official title. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and Absolutely. you still work there. I'm still there. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm still he, there. He shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> steer me, steer me to the direction of how you and Christy got so involved in 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 how you are involved within our industry and with especially ASD and everything else. Because I mean, a lot of people might not necessarily they might be surprised that a smaller shop is so 
so involved because mm-hmm. you you're you're running this thing right now pretty much right like you're the girl <laughs> but i mean you're you're going you're volunteer. running you're running around here non-stop helping people do things yeah right? i think i've just done it long enough now that i, I you know volunteering i want to help them as much as right. i can because I have grown to love so many of the people here that are on staff and the people that I've met, and it's also very important to him. Like I told you, technically, yeah. I don't I don't work at the shop right. technically. Yeah. However, but I have stepped into the role of handling the books yeah. and refereeing them to, and you know whatever I need to do to help. So whatever he does for this organization, I need to support to but, support but him. With that being said, she's seen the difference that it made in our lives and our business by coming to this show the yes. very first time. I was yes. going to ask you, how Absolutely. many years have you guys been involved in, in this level with AST? So this is five or six years that we've come to AST. I think so. It was one of those. I'm not really sure how he found out about it. I was truly in the shop. So yep. I went straight tech, you know, still got my toolbox. I still have everything. Um, and you came and, as a tech, the and first I time come you as came. a tech. Yep, come four technical classes. Didn't take any service advisor, any anything. Yep. Um, and that year, coming to that training, was a eye opener for yep. him. He, you know, it was he come back a different person. Well, the first time I ever came, I came by myself. I came. I think I came down here on a Saturday, and at that time I was working working Saturdays. Yeah. But I closed down and came down here on a Saturday good friend of mine chad whitley was actually yeah. the first one that taught me into coming down here yeah. um and, and this is this is where i met lucas this is where i met rick white yeah. you know yeah. all the all these people that are out here you introduced are, me to mr whitley mm-hmm. when we were yep. at lucas's on the fourth yep. fantastic they awesome. are great, great. Awesome. that yep. whole yeah. he and his wife both have been yeah. such a blessing and a help and a support so our, our shops are are literally only five or six miles apart mm-hmm. but Another thing is, you know, both of our boys are Eagle Scouts with the Boy Scouts of America. Okay. So me and Chad have literally walked hundreds of miles together. I mean, we were friends long before we owned the businesses. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they have they have three boys. They have three boys, yeah. Eagle Scouts. So our boys grew up together. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's awesome. So your dad has said to me, um, that you're better on the counter than he is. Absolutely. Right? And so, so when did you said you came to AST and you started taking just technical classes? So I was just tech classes, yeah. went back, you know, dug in, do whatever I needed to do, whether it was pulling a cab, whether it yeah. was engines, trans, AC systems, it, it didn't matter. Right. I was I was willing to do anything. Um, and the more training he got, the more he wanted to get away. Right. Because, you know, our whole life he had worked all the way through, it would work Saturdays. And then when me and Caleb were going through scouts, he realized, hey, I want to be able to take some time with them, go do some things. So he dropped Saturdays, mm-hmm. which, by the way, if you work Saturdays, go ahead and drop it. You're not going to lose anything, I <laughs> yeah, promise. Exactly. Um, yeah. Amen to that. But it, it really changed our outlook, our lives doing that. Um, you so guys really trained. started to build a relationship, yeah, too. we did. We did because mm-hmm. he got to go on those camping trips instead of dropping us off and going to work. And we got to share those memories, share those bonds. And we can look back to those pictures today and, and laugh and talk about where we were at in that picture, even yeah. though it's just got a tree in it. Yeah. Um, but the more training he went to, um, the more he learned, the more he wanted to get away. Mm-hmm. 
Because he was still actively working in the shop yeah. every, every day. day. Also, yep, he was. Yeah. He was. So at the time, motors. we had a lady helping in the office. Um, not really a service advisor, uh, a Just, CSR. Yeah. He was going back and forth, answering the phones. He was fixing out the, the shop working. He yeah. was doing all the billing. You know, whatever it was, he was doing all that. So he was trying to step back a little bit. Um, and over time, you know, we'll take an extra day or two here. And then I guess it was really four years ago or so. Three or he, four. Yeah, he really wanted to step back and take some more time because mom has had a lot of medical issues um, that a lot of people don't know about. But it's a blessing every day she's here. Mm. So, um, you know, after my grandpa died when I was 15 at 58 years old, mom has a lot of the same medical conditions he has. And that was an eye opener. Yeah. We have not spent the time together that we should. So, you know, he has stepped up in that role of, I want to take that. Um, so he kind of threw me to the wolves per se mm -hmm. when he left the first time because it was one of those, hey, I know you've never been in the office before, but I need you to help with this. We had a lady in the office. She was great, but she couldn't build estimates. She, right. she hated building estimates. She didn't want to do that. Yep. I knew the cars enough that I knew what needed to happen, but I had not a single clue how to run that computer system. Right. Well, and you kind of got me. thrown on you, too, because a couple times I ended up in the hospital. Yeah, and I we was going to say, we, we weren't leaving going on trips no, then. No, we no, were, no. We were was, in the hospital I, with, yeah. with her. Yeah. With, yeah. And, yeah, and there were a few times, like, you didn't know how long I was going to be there or nope. Nope. if so, I was coming So home, it was a so. lot. It was a huge learning curve for me because coming out of the shop, you know, I could fix a car. I didn't have a clue how to write an estimate. I couldn't. I couldn't have checked a customer out if they wanted to pay to save my life. I mm -hmm. still can't. So, yeah. But it, it was one of those, the more I got in there, the more I learned. And and honestly, the more people wanted to talk to me because yes. I had been there the whole time. So even if I was in the shop, if he was gone, people didn't want to talk to the, the lady in the front office. They wanted to talk to me. So That's I right. couldn't ever get anything done because I was always on the phone if he was gone or I was always trying to help do this and I, I couldn't get any work done. Mm -hmm. And because they'd known you since you were in diapers, exactly, yeah. right? Exactly. So, Everybody so wanted to talk to me. You've had a long-running employee, it's Mr. Rick, is it Mr. Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill. Yep. So, what's Mr. Bill's? Um, how long has he been with you guys? Bill's been almost there five years. Five years. Five, yep. yeah. Bill's been with us five years. Yeah. Um, he is Bill's fifty-nine years old. Yeah, um, I remember you were yep, saying. Yep, yeah. he's he's fifty. Awesome man. Love mm -hmm. the man to death. We just we have a great re relationship, but he still but, he's not a he's not a front counter person. He yeah. does not talk to people. He but fixes he, cars. He's yep. a heck of a mechanic. Oh, absolutely, yes. yeah. a absolutely. lot to teach you. Yeah, absolutely, yes. great so, man. And uh, so and Benji as, respects what he has to say and really listens to. Yeah. And it's good to have somebody like that. Yeah. Yep. So as they're gone, you know whether it's the hospital, whether it's trying to get away for a little bit, I kept joking with him because. I could sell anything, you know, if it needs to be done. Now, granted, I'm not an upsell person. I cannot stand that. Yeah. I hate those type of shops. Right. If you need it, you need it. If you don't, you don't. Period. But you're, you, you've had enough experience to be able to look at something and go, while I'm in there, I better change that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so, in, that's so, so key, that was, right? Because that somebody that has helpful. done the job can see that the value in, I'm going to put this one $5 part in there while I'm in there. Absolutely. Because otherwise, I don't have to charge my customer six hours labor to go back in there and do it, or I got to warranty it because of how I feel. I, I credit, and and there's no money in that, yeah. right? Let's go I ahead and do it right. Having that, is, that yeah. tech, 
knowledge a lot of what I can today. Um, but, you know, as he was gone, whether it's in the hospital, whether it's traveling, the more and more I was on the phone, I was learning the computer system. At this point, I'm building estimates. Um, and they took off and left on a vacation. <laughs> and at this point, I'm wearing uniforms. I'm still trying to go between the two. Yep. When they left on this one, I said, you know what? I'm not going to go out to the shop. I'm going to stay in the office the entire time. Okay. And at this point, he's tracking numbers like, you know, shop owners do. Because he'd started coaching at like, that point in time and learning stuff after coaching. coming down here. So I'm in the office and I, I joked with him and I told him, because at this point he's moved to polos. He's come out of the shop. He's in polos. So I said, <laughs> if I hit these numbers, I'm taking these uniforms off and I'm wearing polos. Well, I knocked that number out of the ballpark the first day. Yeah. So the rest of those days I wore polo. And come to think of it, I don't think I've worn anything since. Uh-huh. Back to work. I've always been in polo since. But I could, I mean, it'd, it'd kill him because somebody would want to talk to me over him. <laughs> but I could. I love it. I, I could tell anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's building a relationship yep. with that customer that I've known them my entire life. Even the people that walk in there new to this day. I can have that relationship with that customer where I feel like we've known each other. I'm not, you're not going to walk in and talk to me and it's immediately going to be about cars. It's, you know, yes, it is, but no, it isn't. I want to know about you, you know, yeah. your family, your, what your goals are with the vehicle. What, what are you looking to do? Where you come from? Mm -hmm. Why are you here? Mm -hmm. Those little things are what adds up. You've been well-trained, Cody. Yeah. I can tell that. So, yeah. and I credit a lot of that to Rick White. Yeah. I do. Rick's a great coach, but I am a people person anyway. You know, I Who can talk. Old man. I, I can talk. Tell. Yeah. Look at me. Who <laughs> else? Who else do you know that's like that? Wait, yeah. Two yeah. of our three kids are social butterflies. Yeah. Yep. Callie Grace and me. Caleb. He don't want to talk to anybody. Mm -mm, yeah. He doesn't. But I never had a problem talking to somebody. The original problem I had was selling out of my wallet, but that was one thing Rick taught me and. You know, at the end of the day, I'm there as a doctor. Yep. Um, you're coming to me for blood work, essentially, but you're coming about your vehicle. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to get down to business. We're going to go across it. You do what you want to do. I will never push anything down anybody's throat, and I will have that conversation up front. Yep. If you don't like the way I present it to you, then I'm sorry I'm not the shop for you. Yep. But I want to tell you what we see. You know, what do the techs find? What do I see? What? How do we need to go about it? I just, I cannot stand a pushy salesman. I don't want to be that. Yeah. I've had better luck with that. Don't call somebody and tell them that you've got to do this transmission service or the transmission is going to fall out of your car. Yeah. yeah. We do this transmission service as a preventative maintenance to try to prevent that failure on yeah. that big ticket item. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's approach. Customer service is an approach. Yeah. Never go into it with a bad attitude. I don't care if me and him's fussing and fighting, screaming. If that phone rings, stop, take a deep breath, put a smile on your face, and answer that phone. So, if I can interject, when he says he doesn't sell out of his wallet, and yet his he was he took to this like a frog to water. Were you kind of guilty of doing that? Absolutely, yeah. I'll answer that for him. 
He is a sucker You're, for people. He, he's yeah. nodding, yeah. so he, he, says, yeah. he will, he will oh, do stuff Lord, in a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. He oh, I, loves I, sweet little old lady. And he he always has. He'd do anything for him. Yeah. He'd go mother alone. I, I mean, he'll do anything. Yeah. And yeah, I will, I, too, I, but it comes to a point. You're, you're running a business. You are doing a job. That's where they differ in some things. Benji would literally give somebody the shirt off his back, which we laugh about because a lot of people think he's genuinely an asshole. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> but... <I> am. <laughs> But no, he literally not. is like he's got a bigger heart than yeah. than I do by yeah. far. But the the two of them really they agree on a lot of things and they do a lot of things similarly. Mm-hmm. But that's one area that they differ in because yeah. I and think it, Benji would give anything away. And Cody's like, but you've got to make a living. Yeah, because we're, we're not in this for our health. And and you haven't. I don't think I want to say that you've probably grown up without things, and that's driven you to be a little more blunt about the business side of it right but you just you just know that i can i can i can be charitable in my community without yes. having I, to be I charitable will, on every job that comes into the I shop i will help somebody out to, to the best of my abilities if that means i go to somebody's house and help them you know after hours on something that's not car related yep. but building that relationship absolutely yep. do i need to go cut somebody's grass do i need to wash somebody's car do i need to help them tote groceries whatever that is I'm fine and willing to help do that. Yeah. But it comes down to a point. You've built a business to create a profit. Mm -hmm. Those people have worked for money. You are working for money. You are not working for your health. The goal is to be fair and equitable to begin with so that you don't have to think that you're not being fair and equitable in the end. I love that. And like community and supporting the community is how we give back. If you are running a legitimate business fairly and you are making a fair profit, you give back to a whole community, yeah, which absolutely. is much more important than giving back to one or two people yeah. in a community. Now, so going forward, and I'm sorry, Miss Callie, you don't have her microphone, so, you know, but scooch if you want to scooch over close to your mom so we can kind of pick up some of it. What's the what's the future look like for, for Frog Pond for like, how are you going to become involved in this? Me? Yeah. Well, um, I currently do, like, social media for my mm-hmm. dad. And I really enjoy social media, but I don't particularly, and that pisses a lot of people off, but they don't, is that close enough? Yeah. Okay. But they don't want to, like, understand that I want to do something besides just work at the shop. I really want to go into nursing. That's, okay. like, my end goal. Yeah, I but heard that. I could never give up on my dad. Plus, I don't want to see his social media go back to, like, being <laughs> ugly and stuff. It was bad. Like, I really enjoyed making the stuff and videoing them. And I like the atmosphere that I've created, like, in the shop. When I first started, all the dudes were, like, totally losers when I tried to video them. And stuff. they would get so mad. And they were, like, because, you know, they got stage fright. Like, you're trying to video them. I videoed them sometimes, like, talked, like, three seconds was the shortest thing ever. But I think a lot of them in the shop have really, I don't know if y'all agree, but I think they really came out of their shell. They have. Overall. And yeah. they talk more and they smile more, so. So your sister just said you were a loser. Yep. Yeah, she's told me that my whole yes. life. It's nothing new. I mean, she's always been dad's princess. If she wants anything, she's, she's getting it. She's me and Caleb it didn't care if we were out of water. Callie Grace was getting the last drop. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, yeah. it's legit. They're mama's boys and daddy's girl. That's, I love that's that. That's it. I love but that. But she, I don't even know so how you Caleb that, has not showed interest in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, he's... He is working for a company that does, you know, pond retention, pond yeah. management, whatever. He, he wants to be outside. He wants to do wildlife things. Yeah. Okay. 
Callie has not showed any interest in the business until recently to where she has took a liking to doing social media. Mm-hmm. But we know she's never looked at the shop as I'm going to work there. Yeah. You know, I want to work there. She's always, she's very, she wants to help people. You know, whatever that is, she wants to help people. Nursing's it. You know, there's there's been different things she's talked about being a flight or uh, flight nurse, medicine or air, you know, mm-hmm. at one point as a dentist. But she is she's helpful. She's sometimes so nice it makes you want to throw up. Yeah. Yes. Um Yeah, she's great customer service. Yeah, but I've been in the shop the entire time. Dad has I guess I'm his exit plan. Yeah. Per se. Is That's what, what I was say. just gonna mm-hmm. we were gonna talk about succession. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, yeah. And I feel like Callie will step up and continue to do the social Callie media will help and the me video. Wherever. She'll do anything for Cody. Yeah. If, if they're gone and I'm I'm in the office by myself, I am a single service advisor at this point. Mm-hmm. That's doing everything through there. Okay. Chasing if I need, squirrels and all. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Chasing squirrels, drinking more coffee, whatever I need to do. Yep. But if I call Callie, prime instance, last last week one day. I needed to go drive a couple cars, you know, check quality, go across a few things. And I also needed to go 15 minutes up the road to pick up a customer and bring him back to pick his up. I called her. I said, hey, I need you to come up here. I need you to answer the phone. She's willing to do that. Having that helps me tremendously when they are gone. When I'm gone and dad needs to do the same thing, you know. That family atmosphere, that family relationship has... I mean, if it weren't for that, we wouldn't be near where we're at today. And we've got one more person sitting in the room, unfortunately, without a microphone. Young Gage? Gage. Gage. Yep. So Gage is going to be, you and Miss Miss Callie are are engaged, yeah. right? And you yeah. also work in the shop. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say how was that, because I already know how it was. Uh, I asked Benji about that when I was on the 4th, when I was down on the 4th, and he thinks the world of you. He thinks you're a fantastic young man. Hush, don't tell him those lies. <laughs> he's, so, he's hard on Gage, too, like he was hard on Cody. Yeah, but I'll because say I'm, I'm definitely held to um, high standards. Um, well, that, yeah. Cody holds say, him to a high I was going to say, too. I think I hold him to a higher standard yeah. than anybody just because he's trying to take my sister, and that's just wrong. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, is he a good mechanic? He's getting there. Yeah. He's young. So, so he's young. He's, young. He, but he's he, an apprentice. Gage is yeah. best best thing and don't tell him i said this but he is willing and wanting to beat his time yeah he is wanting to get better you know he has that he has the drive that this industry wants and needs Mm -hmm. you know he's willing to get out there and learn he's willing to get his hands dirty he doesn't want to sit back and watch he he wants to be doing something and that means more to me than whether or not you can actually fix this at this point yeah um so, because the reason I wanted to have you all in here is because sometimes, you know, there's a lot of family in our industry, right? There's a lot of shops. But from when I sat down with, with Benji on the 4th when I was up here, we got kind of just kicking over the idea of having this conversation about family because I've worked in a shop where the family dynamic was not good. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And and it ended with a father and son that didn't speak for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And... uh same thing. He fired him, and uh, he deserved to be fired from what I heard. It was after I was gone, but, you know, you hear things. And um, I can remember working there, and it was a, it was a rough relationship uh, for the two of them. It strains it, right? And, but what I, what I love, love about this family 
um, is that I can see how at the end of the day, you guys are so committed to to the love of the family and the fact that you, you were able to brush it off when you go home. You're still family. Yes. You know what I mean? You're, you're in the common goal of, of this, this fantastic business. So you know? the, the best thing is working on family and the worst thing is yeah. working sure. on family. Yeah. Uh, it is a very stressful, very hard thing to do. Yeah. The best thing I ever did was move out from living with him. Yeah, it made our. We yeah. were to a point we hated each other. Yeah, uh, we didn't want to talk. Yeah. Together all day, every day. We were all there night, all day. We rode together to work. We were there all day. We fussed at each other. We went home. We fussed at each other. We tried to sit down at dinner, and we still had things on our chest that we couldn't release. Yeah, you know there was always a high tension. Yeah, um, and it got to a point to where it was absolutely killing us. So when I moved out. That was a huge step for me. At, I don't even know how, what was I, 19? Yeah, he's... 19, almost mm-hmm. 20 or so when I yeah. moved out. I think, I think... You were just fixing to turn yep. 20 like in a week or two. Yeah, I think I told you. You got to go about 20. I told you about 20. Yep, get out of <laughs> my house. <laughs> Love you, mean it. <laughs> yep. Love you, mean it. Bye. Yeah. But our, our childhood, you know, we had always been a tight family. We were going to sit down at dinner. We were going to... Put your phones up. You're going to sit down. We're going to say the blessing. We're going to eat as a family, and then we go our separate ways, whether that's go back to work, whether that's go mow the yard at 10 o'clock at night, whatever that was. But we always took the time to stop and do things together. That has been one of the greatest blessings to me because, you know, I have those friends that their family doesn't want to talk. Mm -hmm. You know, their, their mom or dad's a drug addict. Their mom or dad's dead. Divorced. Divorced. Yeah. You know, whatever that may be, no matter how much we fussed and fight, there was always better. Yeah. You know, there was there was always the, the good things to look at. You had the, the good outweighed the bad. Yeah. No matter how many times I wanted to cut his throat <laughs> uh, or he wanted to cut mine. Take a chop saw to your Absolutely. Car. You know, there's... Well, I think there's a respect there from Cody for his daddy because he has seen him literally almost kill himself like there was a time he almost died of, of you know getting overheated in that old shop yeah. which is actually what turned us into building the new shop because i basically said you're gonna have to build something or you're gonna die yeah um because he was over like 125 130 degrees in there and he's cooking but i think cody seeing that mm-hmm. and even caleb and callie seeing that like I mean, even though caleb really doesn't do much at the shop if you need him he will come Right. If he's home, he'll you know he'll come and do whatever. Just like Callie will step in and do whatever, and she loves being up there and she helps out a lot, not just with the social media, but with customers also. Yeah. And community, everybody respects the fact that he has killed himself to build this, and it's not just what it has done for our family, but it is important to our community to be successful also because. Yeah. You know, number one, we have employees that now depend right. on us, and that's huge. And, um, you know, families in the community that depend on you to be there if you're yep. who, who's worked on their car for, you know, 20 years or whatever. Yep. And so I think, you know, we talk about family a lot. Family is huge. Nobody's going to work as hard for something that they care about and understand how much it gives except for family. Yeah. The family is not always blood. I mean, you know, Gage, That's, sure, I, Gage will, I hope, step up and yeah. become a part of the team too. But 
like we were saying earlier, you know, Bill. Bill's not blood kin at all, but Bill's five Bill's years in with us. Pop. He's, he, he he's is family. family. He and, is. And, and you've, you've heard me say, Lucas, that's my brother, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Know, like, I mean, absolutely. there's just no no one has done more for me than him in the last 10 years of my life to, to, to put me on this track. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the vessel that, you know, he gave me the platform to, to, to meet people like this. It's one thing to have the conversation, but I mean, I'm so blessed with the people that I met and you and I just clicked from the beginning because it's Mm -hmm. like, you've known how I've been, you've read how I've acted, what I've thought, you know, and, and you came up to me and you said, I threw a, a, a radiator. (laughs) <laughs> at a boss of mine and i went this is my people this right yeah. here this is the kind of guy that he gets me you know and and you know the family thing is what i said it to lucas and i was speaking with paul danner where to come down here where everybody around here and i'm not listen i'm not so foolish just to know that everybody out there isn't living the perfect life and and but I'm inspired when I come down and I spend time with people like this because of the marriage is so strong mm-hmm. and the family is so strong, right? That that's more important sometimes than what are we just trying to do with this industry? You know what I mean? I come out of here renewed with it's like, you know, I hear the stories between you two and I hear your story, you know, and I'm like, the world is not as screwed up as sometimes it looks Mm-mm. you know it's what i mean not. you guys are inspired what i'm trying to say is you're inspiring Thank you. this kind of family and the way you guys get along and and what you've built that it's that should inspire a lot of people that are listening tonight that you know at the end of the day when you go home go home and be thankful you know give give thanks be you are blessed Absolutely. you know Bless beyond measure. Right? You appreciate what you have and, and you know, count your blessings. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm just, I've been down here and this is, you know, this has been a whirlwind the last year from when I first met you. Yep. And the that, last. That first free shot of, yeah. I, I remember I had an extra shot of tequila. I'm like, hey, Jeff, come on. Yeah. Come and here. then. And that's the first time we ever met. And we talked about shine. Yep. And. <laughs> Like you saw me drinking that, yeah. and that's not oh, you know, yeah. and I be mean, careful, it'll sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for to find more of it. That whatever <laughs> that was, whoever's recipe that was, that wasn't your recipe. That's somebody nope, else's nope. that was there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, can't take credit for that. <laughs> that is the most incredible thing I've ever drank in my life. And I'm not a particular like, but we had a lot of different bourbon on the table that night, and that was the best thing that I tasted. So that jar stuck to your hand really good that that (laughs) night. Yeah, you saw you were glistening. The picture of me, it it was hot. You were glistening. But when we were standing, Benji and I had the photo, and I'm like, I'm shining. Oh yeah, because I literally was shining. The jar was just about empty, and I'd been pulling on that for an hour and a half, (laughs) and uh, I was feeling no pain. And I mean, I was just. I was euphoric. We and, had a good time, though, and, didn't we? Yeah. And so I'm here now feeling the same way, and I ain't had a drop. Yep. So that's not what I was drinking. That's about the people I'm around. So right. I want to thank you guys for coming and doing this with me tonight. Um, we're all going to go have dinner. Yes. And, uh, I mean, for anybody listening, when you come to these events, you meet some special people, and you hear some special stories. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm over... 
I can't count my blessings to be to be able to call you a friend and to get to know you. And dude, you're you're such a your dad is so proud of you, so proud of you. You know what I mean? You, I, I hope you know what that's like, what it really means. And I think you do. I'm pretty sure you do, right? And and I didn't want to come on here and just be like, you know, all cut up and and you know talk about the bad the the tough times. I don't mm-hmm. want to say they're bad times, the tough times. Your but father, we've, your we've father, each other as a family hit our lowest and hit our highest, yeah. and that f- is a huge. Yeah. huge thing your dad gloats about the family mm-hmm. so much that I, I i just it it fills me with such goodness to to hear it and i i, I just want to thank you all Laura, i'm going to continue to follow where you guys are what you're doing and how everything's going and i'm going to see you again here next year uh, i'm going to try and be here on the fourth again for the fourth of july if i don't make it down but i mean at some point yeah. We'll, we'll reconnect again soon. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, on a frog I hope, pond anytime. Yeah, yeah. I, and I hope, like, I know we're here at, at the show, but I hope that the people that listen realize the importance, not just of the fact that we are a biological family, yeah. but it is important to bring your teams to this yeah. and build a family culture in your yeah. shop. Like, all of our techs are here right now. We yeah. have apprenticed here um besides just gauge we have yeah. another one yeah and we have another tech that's been with us for a little while bobby the goal is to build a family yeah. to create the shop culture that you want bring your teams here yeah like you should Everybody care more about each other than well, you care about it? it's yeah. an incredible event but care it, more about each other than you do the dollar yeah. come, it, come it also here. shows that you're willing to put into your team you want them to be better yeah. you want yeah. yourself to be better yeah you know and don't just come to this and never talk about it. Go back and have those conversations with your guys. What did you learn? What did you mm-hmm. get from this? What can we change? How can I personally change to make this shop make what we do run better? Yeah. There's things I fail on every day. There's things you fail on. Every one of us. Not None of us are perfect by any stretch. Nope. But we're but willing to improve. That's willing to improve and willing to admit is yep. a huge step in this this game. Yeah. Well, yep. I want to thank you. Thank you. I thank love you all for these. having us out. Yeah, yeah. I, love I appreciate it. You guys are great to <laughs> I have I appreciate you, know, you supporting our, everybody supporting our kids too, yeah. to, to build up the next generation. Yeah. That's huge. Hey, if you could do me a favor real quick and like, comment on, and share this episode, I'd really appreciate it. And please, most importantly, set the podcast to automatically download every Tuesday morning. As always, I'd like to thank our amazing guests for their perspectives and expertise. And I hope that you'll please join us again next week on this journey of change. Thank you to my partners in the ASA group and to the Change in the Industry podcast. Remember what I always say, in this industry, you get what you pay for. Here's hoping everyone finds their missing 10 millimeter, and we'll see you all again next time.